Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 261. My name is Brando. Thanks for joining. This is another Zoom episode. So if you're a subscriber on YouTube, you get to see Many beautiful faces on the screen right now. I'm not just talking about mine, not my, my ego. Um, this, one, this one is the beautiful one. This one. <laughs> you know, I was going to, I guess, introduce Ginger Wildheart first, but I think I, I have to introduce, what is your dog's name? Forgive me. Maggie. Maggie. Ah, Maggie. Where did she Maggie. get her name from? Um, she, from my um, favorite um, character, uh, in a comic book called Love and Rockets. So it was like a kind of one of those first uh, graphic novel kind of things. It was um, by a guy called um, Jamie Hernandez. Um, and uh, and it was about two girls called Maggie and Hopi. And Maggie was my favorite. Okay. I like it. I like how there's a, a backstory to it because it, it's so funny. The, the color English people go when we hit the sun. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a. Uh... My 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 Polish uh, Jewish complexion, I, I burn quite uh, easily as as well. Oh, no, Maggie! Hopefully, she'll make it uh, an appearance because we were saying off the air beforehand. You know, should we do this on on camera? Uh, well, we got a Maggie appearance. Usually, uh, my listeners see my cats at times, but the other face, uh, in addition to Maggie and of course Ginger Wildheart, thank you first and foremost for for making some time today to speak with me. My, my pleasure. And, and Jane as well. Hi. And Jane, I don't know if I should introduce Jane. Who, thank you for helping coordinate all this. So thank you, Jane. Jane is the, um, is the, the, um, the muscle and the, uh, and the brains from uh, Round Records. So if anyone out there has bought anything from Round Records, Jane is the person that you get to speak to. Um, we're one of those rare companies that give you a human being to speak to and sort out your problems. No automated services with round records or no. Very nice. Well, Jane, I appreciate your professionalism in helping me uh, coordinate this interview with that. Uh, no, because I guess this is a perfect segue because Ginger, I'm, I'm being honest with you. I think you, as much as any other person I've had a request for to be a guest, you're up there. I had a lot of people request you to come on the show. Jim was telling me that you've had uh, D. Snyder on the show. Yes, I was very lucky to have D. on the show. He's uh, yeah, yeah. D's one of my favorite, one of my favorite, and one of the best frontmen of all time. And he doesn't get um, nearly enough uh, credit. You know, people always look at people like Axel Rose and stuff as like, you know, classic frontmen. But I think D. Snyder was like, you know. As as good as anyone, really, as good as um. Well, I'm trying to think who else is there. Bon Scott, Robert Plant, yeah. you know, wow, is up there, yeah. You know what? I, I and before uh, you know, we we pivot. I, I want to agree with you in in a way because I think he proved a lot, especially with his metal records. 
yeah. what he did in Broadway, showing his range. So, you know, more more D. Snyder. You know, I, I'm, I'm with you there. But uh, to keep on, on the fan, the fan request that I got for you, I will ask you questions, fan-submitted questions, yes. But sometimes I want to bring them on the show. I, I don't want to be the only lucky one to have the opportunity to speak with Jane and Ginger. I, I wanted Ginger. <laughs> Eric Peacher. And you're in uh, Ohio right now? Is that where you're zooming in from? Uh, actually, I'm in Iowa. Iowa. That's I got my yes, eyes confused. I yep. got confused. Hello there, Eric. It hey, is Eric. Hey, Jane. Hi, Eric. Hey. So good to see you and talk to you. I don't know much about Ohio, apart from um, the Neil Young song. And uh, and also, I think the Jayhawks have got a song about Ohio. I think the Jayhawks is a less political, but I um, don't know much about Ohio. And I'd love to come. And uh, I, I probably have already been, when we did the Darkness tour, I've probably already been, but there's a lot of missing time on, on that tour. Yeah, yeah, it's actually Iowa. Iowa's the one with the corn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So one day, one day, if we, if you just invite us, if everyone watching out in Ohio invites us to come over, then Iowa, we will. <laughs> Iowa, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think it's the same thing. Like as a New Yorker, I'm like, it's all Midwest, and that's such a New York attitude. I know. I'm sure everyone in Iowa right now is like, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> but the reason why I had Eric on is because he was one of the many fans who requested that you come on, given this opportunity. So obviously, in addition to being a Thank you, heart, Guns Arrest. Yeah, no worries. He's a huge uh, Ginger Wildheart fan, so he's going to ask you some questions. But before we go off on a tangent or anything else, the most important thing, and it was actually just announced, so this is perfect timing to speak with you. Can you tell us about the, the new record that was just, uh, so 21st Century Love Songs, and it's coming out in early September. So tell us, Everything that uh, came along with this this new announcement and highly anticipated new album. Um, it uh, seems to be popular. It seems to be selling out of um, every pressing that we're doing. Um, I think our um, the Wild Arts record label, which isn't Round Records, it's Graphite Records, completely different thing. Um, is uh, I think we're, they were they were a bit surprised, not just by the band but by the fans, how um, how dedicated and. Uh, and positive our fan base are, unless they're complaining, by which case they're some of the most complaining motherfuckers in the world. But for the most part, they're um, they're great and they and they're very um, spirited. So if you put down a a red, well, for for example, the red vinyl um, that was printed is already gone within the day that it came out. Within a few hours. Within a few hours. Yeah. Wow. So um, yeah, it's it's already looking good. But it's for me the the last album, which was called Renaissance Men or Renaissance Men, however you pronounce it, both are correct pronunciations. Okay. Um, that was more of a kind of spit and sawdust album. We didn't know, you know, how how we was going to perform. We didn't know how the critics were going to. You know, it was the first album we did in ten years. So we didn't know how the, um, the critics were going to uh, receive it. And it, it surprised everyone, us included. This next one is a bit like, okay, now that people like us again, let's give them something interesting. And it's uh, it's very, very... Experimental? Yeah, we not experimental, because, I mean, I was just listening to a band called The Armed, mm. and they're experimental. So we're not, we're still, we have a very traditional... Structures to songs. There's just lots and lots of traditional structures in the same song. 
So they're very interesting tracks. Um, and I really, I can't wait for everyone to uh, to tell me what they think of it. And the um, there's a great American um, artist called Frederick Cooper. Um, go and look at him, Frederick Cooper dot whatever. Um, and uh, he's amazing. And all the artwork that he does, which blew my mind why I wanted to do the cover, is done with pencils. And it looks like, you know, computer drawing or, or you know, sp- you know, spray paint. One of the one of the, the more intricate and shiny looking art forms. And it is amazing. And then we've got a guy called Calm from Creepy Duck Designs. That's right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Creepy Duck Designs, and he turned it into a movie poster. So I love the cover. So, you know, I think I'm, I'm happy with it so far. And our, and our friend Dave Draper, who Eric will, might recognise the name Dave Draper because uh, he produces a lot of my solo stuff, uh, he's producing it, and it sounds huge. Can't wait to hear it. Like you were talking about that cover. That, I saw that online the other day. That thing is killer. Cannot mm-hmm. wait to hear this one. Because oh, well, the, the title of the of the, of the album got out, and there was a bunch of people that said, I don't like the title, or it sounds like Green Day or something. Okay. And I was like, no, no, the title is sarcastic, and it works with the art form and uh, the artwork. And now that people have seen the artwork, we haven't got any complaints about the mm-hmm. title. It doesn't matter what it's called, as long as it's not called, you know, Scream Bloody Gore or whatever, you know. it's. Right. it's it's something nice. We got a song Eric might know called "The Sweetest Song." I remember everyone saying, "I hate that title," but it's it's the least sweet song. It wasn't the sweetest song. <laughs> it really wasn't. And it's just it's part of the it's part of the wild art sense of humour, and it's a rich um, track of British humour to to be you know everything's kind of sarcastic mm. and uh, slightly cynical, but aware that it's funny as well so it's it, the tradition goes back to Monty Python and stuff like that um, so, it's a classic yeah. tune if what? yeah which one? A Sweetest Song? yes yeah, sir oh my god yeah Do, did you ever hear the radio <laughs> edit that I did? <laughs> I have not do I want to? Eric did you ever hear the radio edit of Sweetest Song? yeah so like what's no I have not it's um. It's just like a beep, beep, we just, beep. For a, for a joke, we thought we'd take all of the swear words in the song and and put a bleep there, and it's just you know them kind of what well, I don't know who, who the who the artists are, but there's female rap artists that is just disgusting all the way through, beautifully so, and uh, and it's great. It's just like some of my favourite. Uh, I don't know what we. I've got a strange sense of humour and things like that make sense to me, not always to people that listen to my music. Well, I'm laughing. No, I, I like that. <laughs> Internally. <laughs> this, this kind of sense of humour is always met with a... <laughs> never, never out and out laughter. Yeah, I mean, and if, if someone doesn't get it, they don't belong in the club. They don't belong. You know, then I, I don't know. That's like kind of how I... Maybe I, it, it depends on, on I guess the the reference, but you're just you're being smart about it. I think that's why your fans have been so dedicated throughout the years. Well, our, the the album that this one, Twenty uh, First Century Love Songs, reminds me of is the PHUQ, or at least the PHUQ set, Sessions, which is our second album, and um, and everyone thought that was PHUQ. Everyone thought it said "fuck you," but it doesn't say "fuck you" because. If you take away the Q after the 
the U after the Q negates the pronunciation, so it's a K. And I think everyone just thought, there's no way that a, that a, a heavy punk band would have that much lyr- lyrical nous. Um So, yeah, it's uh, we're used to doing things and people not laughing at all. <laughs> I've been there, too, thinking something's funny and being like... Oh, I usually would have a, a cricket button uh, queued up, but I don't have that at the at the moment. I've, I've just been uh, introduced to the um, what the, what's the guy called again? Eric what? Andre? Yeah, Eric Andre. And that, that's a similar thing where it's not really funny, but it's it's brilliant. I like it's brilliant, but yeah, a pen of humor. I, I'm I'm more of a Tom Green guy than Eric Andre, but I know what oh, you're talking about. Oh. What was the Freddie school? Freddie got fingered. Finger? Oh man! <laughs> been on the podcast because he went to a Guns N' Roses show once. That was my excuse to get him on the podcast. <laughs> Interview Tom Green. <laughs> He's that was amazing that movie. The, the amount of people I used to show that movie to, and they'd be like, "Why do you like this?" <laughs> because you don't like it. That's one of the reasons. Eric, did you ever think you'd be talking about Freddie got fingered with uh, Ginger Wildheart? No, no, I sure <laughs> never did think that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, before this gets lost, because it's another uh, listener, a loyal listener of mine who really was excited that you're coming on, Mr. Mack, who's from the the UK. And obviously, as I just mentioned, the reason why I got Tom Green on the show, I used that six degrees of GNR bacon. So you have some connections to the GNR, but I want to make sure I get his his questions out. Um, and because it, it's amazing that you're so popular and you're fighting through all of this, through all the lineup changes. I guess that GNRs had. So I guess it, what he is asking, what Mr. Mack is asking, how do you, in regards to coping with changes to bandmates, like how does it affect you as a frontman and a, a songwriter, perhaps in this new record and the overall performance of the band throughout the, the course of the, the, the changes? Well, I've, um, I've played with a lot of different musicians and although you can all, you know, they, something good happens if you get good musicians together. It, it's not always magic. Um, and there's something about the lineup of the Wild Arts, me, CJ, Rich, and Danny, that is magic. And you know, I, I was playing a lot of years with different lineups and different uh, doing different projects. I didn't even know how magic that was. I mean, you don't when you're young and you're starting out and it's your first kind of band that makes an album and stuff like that, which was how it was for me. I was, you know, it was my first album, Earth versus the Wild Arts, and I didn't really know what we had. Um, and then uh, doing Renaissance Men, it turned me into a, a fan of the band a bit, you know. So it it it, it definitely helps writing as well because you know what we're going to, I know what we're going to play well and I know what we're not going to play well. So I wouldn't, you know, there's things that, for example, John Poole, who Eric might know as the one of the bass players of my solo mm-hmm. stuff, is probably the, ba- the greatest bass player that anyone knows. Um but it doesn't sound as 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 animalistic as Danny, um, so it's you know it's if if you if you're paying attention, different lineups uh, can not only are, are they different, they they um, inspire your writing. Hmm. Um, the wild arts are inspiring my writing. It's great to know that it's it's like it's like being married or something. But it's great to know that. Uh, I can I can approach him with a bunch of stuff and it's all going to sound great because it does in my head, so that's that's the difference. Okay, because his follow up and I have sunburst sunburn. Look at that. 
Jesus. I don't know. I think you okay. You look serious. I think you're being pat. You look handsome. You look good. I don't think you look as flushed. Look, but look, look. <laughs> uh, and, and I guess this kind of parlays into the next uh, his follow up question because with with Guns N' Roses, obviously there were lineup changes. Uh, and we'll ask uh, about. I don't know, Eric. This was on your docket to ask about the Choir Boys, but that was the GNR lineup with Izzy Stradlin, who hasn't been in the band for quite some time. But he says that you did um because I didn't realize this that you did a like a short tour with Izzy. When he was with, yeah, and and uh, he says, uh, I remember the Krang mag- magazine saying, "Is he struggling?" Because apparently you were too good on that tour. No one knows what it was. Um, our merchandise people thought it was because we sold more merchandise. Our fans think it was because we were better. I don't. I still don't know why why it didn't happen. But I do know that when I was a kid, growing up with bands like Cheap Trick, the best thing about Cheap Trick was they get kicked off tours for, for just being great and popular and uh and we were when we did the Izzy Stradlin tour we were just about on our first ascension um so we had loads and loads of people not just supporting the band but interested in the group as well and, and what we were doing was like so you know fast and aggressive and 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 frenetic and he was doing basically kind of you know laid back bluesy kind of rock and roll I know uh I, I know the bass player from that band, from that lineup, uh, Jimmy Ashurst. Oh, he's been very well. He's one of my f- absolute favorite mm-hmm. human beings. And he says it was because we were headbanging in the sound check, which has never, ever happened. And I've never heard anyone in the band who, who would do that, but definitely not us. And uh, so I still don't know why, why, it was, uh, why we got kicked off, but we got kicked off the one show. Which I, I took at the time to be like, or to bucket list kind of request to be kicked off a tour. I, I, so, I've never thought about that. I never, I, I didn't know that about Cheap Trick. That, that's kind of what they were famous for, being kicked off tours because they were too good. So I like, I like that outlook. That's a very positive outlook. Yeah, yeah. It's a, what's the best thing that, that can happen to you when you're a young, a young band, you know? D- you know, doing that the right. Impress me. Though. I would be like, I'm on a tour. I'm tour with the, with Izzy and. He's kicking me off. I don't know. Then again, I, I I'm in therapy. I have a different mindset than you. That's all right. Yeah. See, I have the same thing sometimes with uh as if you're watching on Zoom, the their blanket is falling down on the back of the couch. <laughs> and I do the same thing. I think it's mine's right like behind me. I get tired <laughs> of it. Makes me look more royal. Representing for the for the, the death of uh, Prince Philip. There you go. <laughs> okay. Well, now you, you actually, since it's tiger print, you look like you're in Coming to America. Yeah. <laughs> ah, right. What do you think of that second movie? I haven't seen it. I've heard nothing but good, bad things. Rather, uh, it's it it's see, it's not very popular. Yeah. yeah. Not, because the first one was so ridiculously popular, but I haven't heard anyone say it's good. But then again, people said Anchorman Two wasn't good, and I thought that was amazing. It took me a couple watches. I didn't like it the first time. The second yeah. time, I was like, you know what? It's a lot funnier than I remember. Yeah, yeah. I got you. What a what a cast! You can't <laughs> you couldn't get that many people together for it not to be good. But I think one of the things is James Earl Jones is really old in the second one, so it doesn't really work. Sure. Eric, did you ever think you would talk about Anchorman Two with uh, Ginger Wildheart? No, I didn't. I uh, <laughs> I honestly. Honestly, I didn't know that the uh, second uh, Coming to America was out either. 
Oh, wow. I don't know how you missed that was uh, promoted everywhere. It was, you know, basically, you know, God himself was uh, shouting it down. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Sounds, like it, sounds like it was no better than Borat's second one. Oh, you didn't you like know, Borat? Was mm-hmm. I love Borat. Well, I love the second yeah. one. But he can't. Well, yeah. the, the whole thing about somebody Borat is that he's fooling people into thinking it's a serious thing. And then when the first movie's huge, presumably there's no one left to fool. So kind of. Does it. He does it. Just an, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, what questions do you, because I know you're, you're the diehard and I have you uh, here. So what did, I know you were working very hard on notes and. Um, uh, yeah. I, I did want to know um, how much of your stuff on the uh, Brides of Destruction made it to the record and uh, what happened with that? I mean, I remember you were part of that project and I was so, I was kind of disappointed when they said that, that you were uh, moved on from it. The one with uh, Tracy Guns and Nikki Six. Well, Nikki Six wasn't in the band when I when I taught me way into the group. Um, the Wild Arts had broken up. It was after the um, Must Be Destroyed tour with the Darkness and stuff, and the lineup was just uh, the Wild Arts lineup just wasn't working. A lot of bad bad juju going on. Uh, so I was going to move to Australia and form a, a pub rock band like ACDC and Rose mm-hmm. Tattoo. Um, and my good friend Scott Sorry had just got Nikki Six's place in the Brides, and I'm like, "Oh no, hang on a second! If I go over there, I can be in a in a band, and you know, have my friend in the group as well." And I, I, I didn't even consider for a second that well, they don't want another guitar player. I just thought, "Yeah, but you do want me." And I, right. as, as I've done a few times in the past, I, I just talked my way into the job, um, and uh, and it was going great. It was going really well. And we were, you know, writing songs together and stuff. And until Tracy came in and just said, "This is, I've got a load of demos. This is, this is the album. We're not going to do those songs. We're going to do these songs," and which is fair enough. But it's not my. It sounded like Iron Maiden, and I'm, I don't like Iron Maiden. I know Tracy does, so it just wasn't my thing at all. And uh, and then uh, I, I'm forgetting how it worked out, but I think uh, Tracy had said, "You can't leave because I've got your your autograph on." On a on contract, <laughs> obviously I didn't sign ginger. I signed it, you know, fuck you or something, and it, <laughs> it wouldn't have stood up in a court of law. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a good time, and then it was just a little bit, you know, breaking up can be fun, and it also can be like it just brings out the worst in people, and uh, you know, I think it it kind of you know made everyone look a, a bit stupid for a while, but. You know, that's people do break up and life goes on. You don't die from it. Um, yeah, but the the, the, the the songs that we were writing didn't end up on the album anyway. So oh, okay. ended up with a bunch of songs about Lady Godiva and things. Well, that's well somewhere out there. There's an unfinished uh, Brides of Destruction record that's that you you took part in. Oh, <laughs> I, I I I doubt it. This probably be good. All right. Yeah. Well, I know sometimes my listeners are obsessed with like. Uh, leaks and and what what may be out there, what may resurface at that at some point. Uh, but let's not. I don't want to focus too much on the old stuff. Uh, I will before I do get back to, of course, the new uh, album, Twenty First Century Love Songs. Do you have any uh, nice stories, any fun stories from the choir boy choir boy days with uh, <laughs> with Guns and Roses? Anything that you uh, you can share without getting in trouble? <laughs> it, it's uh, I, I... 
love the idea of getting into trouble. Unfortunately, <laughs> in trouble, you know. Um, no, they're, they're, uh, I joined the Choir Boys actually to get into the Guns N' Roses show because they had this big tour where it was Aerosmith headline and Guns N' Roses in the middle and Faster Pussycat opening up. And then Aerosmith, who were, it was around about after Dunn with Mirrors and they weren't getting on very well. So Guns N' Roses were pushed up to headliners. And uh, I thought I've, I was in London at the time and um, and I was thinking, I've got, I've got to get into this show and I don't know anyone yet. So I went to, I found out that Spike from the Choir Boys had a club in Wardour Street. So I went to his club and talked my way into the group um, and, and got to see the gig. And I thought I was just going to leave then or something. I, I, I didn't think for a second I would stay with the, you know, the Choir Boys. Uh, if you've heard the Wild Arts, we don't sound a lot like the Choir Boys. And the thing is, I used to always want to give, I always want to bring in like riffs and, and mix that kind of, early 70s faces sound with something a bit more fresh and, and aggressive. And, uh, and they hated the idea. They always would dial the distortion down on my arm and, you know, they wanted people to sound exactly like early 70s records, which I never understood at all. I grew up a punk. I, you know, I like the faces, but I certainly don't want to sound... I think the faces and the Beatles sound like that because it was before big powerful amps and big powerful riffs, you know, post away, uh, post uh, motorhead. I just figured everybody wanted to sound bigger. And uh, so I couldn't get this concept of uh, sounding smaller. And uh, yeah, it, it, it never worked on any level. It, it, you know, and I was, I was official. The official thing was um, I was kicked out for being uh, too wild and partying too much, which, <laughs> And I was I was the only person in that band I think that didn't end up in Betty Ford's. So it you know it's you know water under the bridge obviously. And I, I don't to be honest I I wouldn't even think of anything like that unless I was asked about it. Hmm. Well, that's what I'm here for, I guess. <laughs> During uh, the awkward times, it, Ed Eric. It's funny that he mentions um, the Betty Ford. Maybe I don't know, ten or fifteen years ago, you wrote this thing on your website. The uh, the uh, 12 steps according to ginger. And one of the things that, <laughs> one of the things that stood with me was uh, go through your record collection and see exactly how shitty it is. And you'll uh, try to find other ways to spend your time and your money. It was pretty funny. I just remember that thing from 10, maybe 15 years ago, you wrote it. I, I can't, I can't even figure out because I'm I'm so rubbish with any technology. I can't figure out how I was doing the internet in like nineteen ninety-eight or something. I mean it, you know, people I was writing stuff for a, a website for my own website, you know, before a lot of people were into the internet. And I'd so I still find it weird that people are you sure you're not confusing me with the other guy? Oh, that's a good one. I've 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 got to tell you this one. When the when the choir boys came back from America um, the the guitar player from the Choir Boys, and you know, gloating in the fact that I was not in the band anymore, and was saying, "What does it feel like to have everyone talk about this other band that are called the Wild Hearts?" And I was like, "There's not another band called the Wild Hearts." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, the one that's in all the magazines." And I'm like, "That's my band. <laughs> We're in all the magazines." And I think they couldn't they couldn't envisage that you know someone that they got rid of in the band. Would actually go on go on to do something, and, and whereas with the Wild Arts, anyone that's been in the Wild Arts, I'm just convinced they're going to go away and do something. Um, mm. That's it. 
there's a, I wish everyone the best, you know, and uh, not a lot of people, not everyone wishes everyone the best. You know, I, I've got no, I've got no time for all that crap. To be honest, I'm with you on, on that. Even if I don't get along, I'm like, you know what? I wish you the best. You know, I'll, I'll do. You know, I'll, I'll continue on my path. You know, good luck, and, and that's it. You know, uh, brilliant. Because obviously, your your way of life and your philosophy has led you to such success that you're, you know, this new record in, in you know, freaking pandemic twenty uh, twenty one. So, what would you say, twenty uh, first century love songs? What should fans be most excited for or perhaps like maybe surprised by like is there a hidden you know is there like one thing you can't wait like one specific thing that you can't wait to hear the response to no or I think song I maybe. Like, like, oh, well, sorry. or maybe like not uh, a specific song or a certain thing or uh, whether it's the contents uh, the lyrics like anything that you're you know what i can't wait until they hear that or just the album well, all the people seeing the cover because um, I'm a massive fan of uh, the artist, but that's already out anyway. I mean, yeah. anyone who's followed the Wild Arts for a while knows that we, you know, we don't like to do everything to the book. And, um, it, you know, we're very fond of cramming in a lot of ideas into one song. So I guess I'm looking forward to people seeing how ridiculous the, some of the songs are but it's not going to be it, people that have followed the band aren't going to be surprised by that I think they're more surprised if we don't cram songs full of loads of bits but um, I think no, I think everyone knows what they're getting now you know it's, so if we tell them that it's it's a, a Back to Basics album they they kind of know what Back to Basics means in our history and if I say it's fucking batshit mental they know they know what those songs go like. I mean, there's the, the one song we were talking about, the, the Sweetest Song, was on an album that doesn't have, it doesn't have a title, I don't think. It's just called, it's the, just Wild called the Wild People call it the, the White, White Album. album. Yeah. And, and all of those songs were um, really, really long. I was, I was listening to a lot of Mastodon, and I was watching every sort of 10 minutes. So if I say to people, it's like the White Album, only the songs are four minutes. They still go, oh, yeah, I know what you mean by that. I guess when you've been going on doing it for a while, you kind of um, don't know. You've 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 got the luxury of of not surprising anyone anymore, uh, and I don't think anyone listens to our stuff and is surprised that it's good. Um, so yeah, I, I I can't wait for them to get it. I can't wait to get on fucking tour again. That's that's the, the new thing. I hope they. Hope That's people all around the world get them, ask us to go to their countries. So countries that aren't as stupid as Britain. Come on, Tom. Hey, Maggie's back. Right. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to tour again. Oh, every time she hears me swear, she thinks that I'm angry. Yeah, she, oh. she comes to make sure he's okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. She's the best. I'm allergic to dogs, but I'm also allergic to cats. And I said I have three, so now weekly I have to get an, uh, a cat shot. So, oh really? Oh, no. I know. Yeah. Oh, I, I, going up like half a year. Every week, I get a shot so I can breathe. And oh, it's, oh, it's my so fault. Though I hug them and kiss them. It's like I bring it upon myself too a little bit. Oh, uh, Eric, I, I'm sorry. You're not. I don't know if you're left out. If you have no pets, but is there anything else you want <laughs> you, you want to ask uh, uh, Ginger or possibly Jane while 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 they're they're here? Maggie. Oh, Maggie. Yeah. Or Maggie. Yes, I know. <laughs> I shared, you got to teach her a trick. I shared, um, I, I got to remember, it was somebody on TikTok. They have a, one of their cats 
And whenever he would kind of crate him as a baby, and then whenever he would like pull him into his body, the cat would just meow. And he would do this to songs. So oh. he did this to sweet child of mine and be like, and I'm like, I don't want to sing. I'm horrendous. But he would sing a lyric and then pull the cat in and the cat would go meow. Like at the point where they sweet child of mine, you know. <laughs> so I, I got I got to find that. Uh, so yeah, if you follow my social media, I, I gave the guy credit on, on TikTok, but it's pretty brilliant. So you got to teach uh you got to teach Maggie to be. Well, she a, does a howl, isn't she? She she does howl when she's in when she's happy. She howls, and um, usually because I, I have another place that I um I live in as well that me only me and Maggie live in. And when I'm writing new songs for the Wild Arch, she thinks I'm uh, upset, I'm shouting. So she she tends to try and nudge the guitar out of my hand and say, "It's got to be that thing." Like, it's upsetting him. Yeah, and she and she hates my phone and she hates my laptop because she just associates. So he's always shouting when he goes on that thing, and he never shouts when I lick him like this. So oh, that's, funny. that's funny. And uh, it's a uh, magic anytime on in, uh, on TikTok. Clearly, I looked at this person's uh, profile. I'm not on TikTok, but once I saw this, I had to look at it. If somebody who started out their profile as just like basic magic tricks and then brought their cat into it and wow. just you could see when he decided to change his mind of like, okay, now my this TikTok is just all about my cat and singing. Like, I don't know. You can kind of like gradually see when he, you know what? This magic thing is not working out anymore. Well, let's just use the cat. And he, sorry. <laughs> That's why it's magic anytime. Anyway, short point in the story. Uh, Eric, but, but any, when I, whenever I put a picture of Maggie up on Instagram, I get twice as many um, exactly. likes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maggie has her own TikTok. I know, no, no, she really should have her own something or other. Yeah, uh, just so I can make some fucking money off her. <laughs> the next album cover. No, she. she wow. Oh, I was going to say she's, but she's not on the album, is she? No, she's, she's not on, on the new album. An album cover, though, isn't she, dear? Oh yeah, yeah, she is actually on the cover. I was going to say that she's yeah. not on the new Wild Arts album, but um, David Bowie is. I don't know how much <laughs> trouble we're going to get in by saying that, David Bowie. Um, yeah, yeah, David Bowie's on the new on the new record. Oh, okay, I like I'll, that. We'll leave it there before I know. And Maggie does star on the cover of another album. Yeah, I've got another group that are doing really well at the moment called Ginger Wildheart and the Sinners. And that's more kind of my love of country as well as oh. like Jason the Scorchers and uh, Long Riders, Georgia Satellites, Lone Justice, bands like that. And Maggie's on the cover of that one, giving me a big kiss. The whole band's around. It's a picture of the group and... She's there giving me a kiss, so I'm sure that one's going to do great business everywhere because there's a dog on the front. We got it. Yeah, Maggie's the star, clearly, clearly. Uh, Eric, I, I'm sure, I don't know if you, you know Maggie was going to be on the show, so I, I know you have no dog-related questions, but anything anything else left on your itinerary before we, we let them all go? I can't think of anything. All right. Just, uh, excited to hear the album, and uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I can't wait for you to hear it. It's uh, it's if you're a wild arts fan, you're gonna love it. I, I say that with probably what sounds like a bit of uh, um, bravado, but uh, I do I do think it's really good. The band play great. The songs are very interesting. Production's brilliant. The production's great, and it's just got enough that um, mm-hmm. to put us in the place that. No one's occupying anymore. It's a place where Motorhead were and Slayer were and even Status Quo. And I think that's the size hole that the Wild Arts 
fit in as far as um, support from the public. So um, mm. I think this album could do us um, a lot of good, especially in the States. Sure. September 3rd, yeah. uh, Graphite Records, 21st Century Love Songs. Uh, Ginger Wildheart, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you are awesome. Get me back on in September because the my, the yes. white will have come back to my face. <laughs> uh, yeah, could be having a late summer, you know. Yeah. And I'll let you know how the album actually is doing. Okay, sounds good. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thank you. So there they go. That was fun, man. That was amazing. He's great. He really is. I, yeah. I, I have to admit, because I'm not the diehard i i didn't know i feel like uh-huh. you know maybe you're you're an anomaly because i feel like ginger he is a bigger name in the yeah. uk than in the u.s and i just think because whatever i mean guns and roses broke first in the uk before they uh broke in the u.s according to doug goldstein so the u.s has something wrong with them when it comes to music oh uh, definitely definitely but obviously you're you know you you're you're uh you're in the states and you're a ginger fan but i felt like i had to learned about him oh, like a mm-hmm. lot more i didn't know i i knew him of him mm-hmm. but obviously doing the research and talking to him it's like wow you did this you like that that happened it's so um very look i'm really looking forward to having him back in september and maybe having yep. you back on eric that'd be great and then uh, uh i know you saw that he did the uh the live stream on saturday the wild did. hearts did that stream on saturday and uh i know you and i saw that and talked about del james had watched it and said how amazing that was. Right. That so, was cool to see Del yeah. James retweet that. So there's yeah. more of the six degrees of, of GNR bank and then uh, Dell's a, a good follow still one. I think he's just too close to, uh, to mother goose for me to ever interview him, but probably I would just yeah. talk about horror movies with him. Like, or, sure. or like the Nixon John, I, we would have such a good conversation. Sure. With Del. Uh, but he anyway. definitely, he definitely loves sports and hot and horror movies. So, yeah. But whatever, that's 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 another that may never happen. Uh, I'm here with Eric. Right. That's that's more important. <laughs> so, so Eric, let's do some odd fan obsession. Fan obsession. Yeah, so, you know you're a big Guns N' Roses fan, and I don't even need, need to say that because if you're watching on Zoom, much like me, you have a great setup in your back. So, like, what what posters do you have on your wall? I see a lithograph and. Uh, yeah, there's there's a uh, Lincoln 2019 uh, Kansas City. 2016, uh, Miami 2020, and uh, Denver 2017. So you were a couple at, others, couple others floating around. But that was I was wondering if the one I I could see in the back was the the Miami 2020 because that's what the that was the show with Snoop, right? Yeah, yeah. How yeah. was that show? I mean, you cut. It was it was amazing. <sighs> wow. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to, to say. So you obviously are uh, accustomed to traveling to see this band. Sure. Yeah. How many times have you seen them in total? Um, six. Six okay. now. Yeah. The first time being 91, it was um, in Denver. And I think it was it was two shows after the St. Louis riot. Mm. So that Definitely. one was uh, quite, quite interesting. Of course, you know, they came on late and Skid Row played their great set. Came on a little bit late, and uh, you know, Axel stops it during the Dust and Bones to kick some guy out for flipping him off. It, it was everything that you that you hoped. It, that that's something I I will always be 
jealous of. You know, I wish I had a time machine. Yes, I, the fact that I get to see Guns N' Roses or Slash on and Axel on stage, I I got to finally see that. Of course, pre-pandemic yeah. because I'm just too young. I I right. one. I would have been eight. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it sucks. You know, my first concert, and I still love my parents for it. Uh, was the the Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells tour? I really yeah. music hall. So that was more up my alley than a dangerous. Sure. I never got to experience the danger. But what, yeah. uh, so you must have quite a, you know, not from what I see on your wall, but because you're wearing a Guns N' Roses shirt too, quite a collection sure. of memorabilia. Do you have a lot of GNR memorabilia? I do. I have yeah a lot of a lot of stuff. Not nearly as much as some of the stuff that you and I see on the groups and in the uh, oh, yeah, internet, but yeah, I, I have quite a bit of stuff. What's your, your favorite piece of memorabilia? Yeah. My favorite piece is probably the, the, uh, Izzy and Axel yearbook from Lafayette, Indiana. Really? Yeah. I have an, I have a yearbook with Axel and Izzy and, uh, Paul Tobias also, also in the yearbook, uh, just, young kids, you know, pictures of Axel doing his, his choir. Um, yeah, I bought that thing probably 20 years ago and uh, piled onto it since. So I think it's probably one of my favorite things to, to have. I absolutely, I'm, I'm really quite blown away with, uh, with that. Uh, where did you find it? Was it at a, you know, a garage sale or, or, uh, no, I bought it online. Somebody was selling it in an auction. And then, uh, yeah, it was probably like 2000, 2001. It, uh, it popped back up there on, uh, on the auction sites. We got to, the thing is though, and I, obviously this is near impossible. You got to get them to sign their yearbook. Oh, if I could, yeah. I know, right? Isn't that the ultimate yeah. thing? Hey, Axel, could you sign my yearbook? <laughs> that would be, that would be amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Too cool. Too cool. Uh, do you Try to love that thing around, but do your friends or and or family uh, understand your GNR obsession, or or how how is that perceived amongst your your peers? Uh, they might think it's a little weird. They might. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Several, uh, you know, I don't know. They 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 know. I've been a fan for years. I mean, even some of my older friends um, who I haven't seen in many years. Um, they're like, well, he's still the same as he was back then, you know. So, you know, like I told you earlier, I was in the Navy. So several friends I haven't seen for several years, they'll remember. Oh, man, he was he was into that band back in 2000, back in 2001. There wasn't huge following still for them back then. So I think they kind of get it that it's just a band that, you know, they never get old. You can listen to the music, the the videos. It just doesn't get old. It's always fun. They're just such a great band. Agreed. I mean, that's why I'm doing a, one of the many reasons why I'm doing a podcast about them. And, and yes, before uh, we went on the air, and I always ask this about all my listeners who come on, you're, you know, you're just a citizen. I don't have to probe too much into your life other than the GNR stuff. But, you know, you say you weren't, you're doing some stuff with the Air Force now and you used to be, you know, used to, you know, be in the Navy. So I just think that's so cool that all your, your Navy buddies just, oh yeah, it's the GNR guy. You know. Yeah, that's that's probably how they remember it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why you're welcome here. This is where we all get to get out and geek out about our fandom and kind of. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely amazing. So, Eric, I mean, I thank you for coming on. Thank you for just being a fan of the podcast and following. No, I love it. Yeah. Love it. And uh, again, you're a regular citizen. So, is there? I mean, do you have a Twitter handle you want to give out if you want to nerd out with GNR peeps or? 
You uh, I, I just recently started that thing a couple of months ago. There's okay. there's nothing on it. <laughs> okay, well, if you see Eric P, you know, comment yeah. what of appetite for distortions, the AFD show on Twitter. That's who you know. Uh, that's that's this guy, Eric Eric Peacher. So, uh, thank you, Eric, for coming on. Thanks, Brando. Thanks for having me, man. I had a blast. Awesome. So, of course, thanks again to to Ginger, to Jane. To Maggie <laughs> and to every single one of you who are listening, uh, however you're listening, if you're watching, uh, yes, you're watching on YouTube. So please uh, follow, subscribe, give a thumbs up, leave a review, you know, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. Uh, I could tell you the next episode because I'm, as we're recording this on 420, uh, I'm recording in a few moments uh, Jeremy Spencer, former. Uh, drummer of Five Finger Death Punch. He has a new band, The Psychosexual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll talk about this with him. This is why I laugh at you know, the, the stupid controversies about like Little Nas X and Satan Shoes. And I'm like, I posted the, I didn't make it like a meme, but I'm like, Guns N' Roses fans, this is Guns N' Roses fans reacting to like a Satan controversy. And he was right. Gary Oldman in the, uh, uh, what was it? It was the, the spaghetti incident. I can't, I can't, no, since I don't have you, he was the I, devil. And since I, I don't have you. Yeah, I already told a brain fart. Yeah, so he's the devil. He's laughing. I'm like, really? That's controversial? <laughs> Whatever. So I'm sure I'll talk about that amongst many other things with Jeremy Spencer. Uh, also, That'd be awesome. And, and just like just like uh, Eric, follow on social media. That's how you can have an opportunity to be on an episode and interview your heroes with me. No, that's how you do it. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff. So until the next one, uh, when are you going to see it? Who's the next guest going to be? In the words of Axel Rose uh, concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it, I don't know, soon as the world. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.